W, X is for Welcome back to episode four, season two, Thanksgiving Eve edition of the X and W Vibecast. And man, do we have ourselves a show. It is going to be electric. There's never been more vibe in our show. There's never been more vibe in our show, X. I'm back! I'm back! That's a reference to Cam Newton scoring his first touchdown against Arizona when he ripped off his helmet, got that 15-yard penalty, which is a great 15-yard penalty, by the way, because that was very entertaining. But this is more of a reference to me, because I'm back. I'm back in the first... There's actually some meaningful late November, early December football. W, are you kidding me? X is back. W has never really left. Uh, You know what? Listen, when we started this podcast last December... The, the Patriots were done. The Patriots were out of it. They were 7-9. and nine. Cam, It's funny you said you referenced Cam Newton. He was their quarterback. And uh, how ironic that he was their quarterback this past weekend against the Redskins. Or, sorry, the Washington football team. You can team. say Redskins on this podcast as much as you okay. want. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. I don't want to get judged. It's hard. It's the first year. We're in a transition period. We have we no are. name. We are. But listen, like it's uh, Patriots, man. Wow, they are atops the AFC East as we speak, and the Washington football team is, they are in the hunt. We're going to talk about this later, X, but like, if you look at the NFC, the whole NFC right now, there are seven to eight teams where you could say, okay, they have a legitimate shot to make the Super Bowl. Is that a crazy statement right there, X? Is that nuts? That's not crazy. I mean, I still I still think it's like those five big dogs like Tampa, Rams, Arizona, Dallas. Um, who's the other one? Am I missing one here? Um, Green Bay, of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess any any other team could make it. You know, they have the, well, t- San Francisco looks good. Minnesota looks good. Uh, Philadelphia looks really good, which, to, which pisses me off. But Philly. It's true. And what the heck? Why can can I be in that mix? Nah, easy X, easy, not yet. Yeah. Why not, not yet? Why not you? Well, like, listen, I mean, <laughs> Halloween night against Denver. Just finished trick or treating with my daughter. I recorded the game. I came home. I watched it, and going to bed that night, no, knowing going uh, going to face Tampa off a bye, off a Tom Brady loss in New Orleans, I really did think the competitive part of 2021 was over. But then I decided to go on a trip down to Landover, Maryland with my friend W. And boy, did everything change. I mean, <laughs> you on the way down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot here. Put me on the spot. Go ahead. I, you predicted that, I don't know if it's a prediction or a feeling, but you said, you turned to me and said, I think Washington is going to win this game against Tampa. And I, I said, come on, are you serious? Come on, let's talk real now. Let's talk real football. We don't need any of this fluffy stuff you're giving me. You're trying to get me pumped up. But I think you really had a feeling, didn't you? I did have a feeling, and I don't know what gave me that feeling. I just felt that you know Tampa was reeling a little bit. Uh, they didn't play well the previous week. And uh, as you said, you know we, we entered that stadium. We entered that parking lot at 9 
what, 15 in the morning? Nine, we were a little late at 9.15 we a.m. Late. Usually it opens at 9. For a 1 o'clock we, game. We were there at 9.15, and we were bringing as much vibe as you can possibly bring. People want to know what made us tick, X. People want to know if we knew. We want to know what made them tick. Exactly. Yeah. It was. Hey. A, it was listen, it was a It was a fantastic weekend. We went to Baltimore the night before, had a good time, had a good dinner. Woke up bright and early, and we we hit the tailgate. And it's just like I I mean I'll be honest. I thought that there was not a shot that Washington was going to win that game. Um, I, I was hoping they keep it close, um, and I was hoping we would be leaving at halftime or something like that. But honestly, the way Washington's been playing, even in their losses, they've been playing pretty tough. So I thought there was a good chance they keep it close. I had no idea that they would manhandle Tom Brady and manhandle that Tampa Bay number nine ranked defense. And I had no idea the way they won it with that. <laughs> 10-minute, 25-second drive at the end of the game. Man, that reminded me of the old Hogs. Hogs. Jeez, that was a that was a great, great place. To, I, I would have never shared a beautiful day like that with anyone but my friend W. That was great. It was a great, great day. It was fun. and the, There was a lot of fans there, wasn't there? No, I mean, compared to the other games, actually, there was the highest turnout for fans. And I think what we were saying, they were. I think they were at that game. You know, wasn't really much yelling and cheering and confidence, but... I think a lot of people were there just in case. Just in case something crazy happened and everyone got their everyone got their wish. As unlikely as it seems, they got it. So it was funny X was telling everybody that was there that we they they were there just in case. They were he was telling me, he was telling people, "Listen, we're here just in case." I like to pitch crazy <laughs> narratives at the game. And the other narrative that you pitched was that it was the Taylor Heineke revenge game that from the fun. playoffs uh, last <laughs> season, and uh, everyone kind of looked at you like, "Who the hell this, is this, this guy? Who is this clown?" About Listen, it really game. was. So he has something to prove. I don't know. I, I think he listened to you, X, because the way he played in that game, he played with a. He runs that offense really well to be to begin with, and uh, you know, again, I, I've been saying like all along since episode one and two and three and four and five, and that Taylor Heineke has some moxie. He has a way about him, and we'll we'll talk about him a little later. But he, uh, you know, the, the Washington football team showed up that that day, and they showed up in Carolina on Sunday, oh, and man. here we are. Big we, win. we have a crazy, uh, maniacal. Is that a word? Maniacal, maniacal, maniac. I don't know. Maniacal sounds evil. X, X, X is like there's there's a look in his eye. I'm pumped up. The guy is pumped up. So you know, doesn't take much W for me. If I have a, if you if I can start doing math, then that means I'm 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 into it. I mean, listen, who you would never think by looking at me right now that I'm a four and six football team. (laughs) But I I just give me a chip in a chair. That's all I need. Chip in a chair. I just want to go into these weeks and have, you know, I want to go in the next Sunday, the next Monday night with Seattle coming to town. I want to have I want to have some uh have some vibe. I want to have some something to be pumped up about all weekend. I got it right now. There was a lot of vibe that weekend and I'll tell you there's a lot of vibe going on in Foxborough, Massachusetts, with uh, with with my you know my New England Patriots, my our New England Patriots. Not Can yet. I grease you up? Do it. I'm gonna grease you up. Gre- gre- grease me up. Are you gonna gas me up? Gas grease. Gas grease. Whatever not, you gotta grease do. Up is grease, not, grease me up. That's something that shouldn't be on uh, on podcast. Grease weird. up. That's something that, that, weird. Gas you up. I'm gonna gas you up because I think the team to beat in the in the AFC is W's beloved New England Patriots. I 
I mean, I don't know if it's a result of just how everyone else is playing in the AFC. I mean, you don't know what to get with the Titans. You don't know what you're getting with the Chiefs, really. I mean, you don't know what you're getting with the with the Chargers or all uh, Ravens. But Patriots seem to be the most. I mean, their defense has to be the best in the NFL right now. The way they're playing has to be, and they're just playing a solid off. You know, solid run the football, put the ball in in uh in Mac Jones's hands. They have to make plays. I mean, they they have it. It seems like they're a sound. Uh, all sides of the ball, every facet is playing really, really well right now. So I, I, I think I probably took your thunder because you're probably going to say the no, same no, no. Thing. You didn't take my thunder at all. I mean, like if you're looking at a team in the AFC right now that is in complete control of what they're doing, they are organized. That's it. Yeah, they complete are, control of what they're, they're doing. They are well coached, and I think you know we're riding a, a four-game winning streak, and the the loss was. You know, against a really, really good Dallas team, and we'll talk about Dallas a little later too. Um, that was their last loss, and you know, why couldn't you beat the goddamn? Cowboys? I know, I know, Jeez, I know. But God. I mean, come on, like it's we're we're a different team than they were when we played that Dallas Dallas game, and you know, this team is actually absolutely cooking. Their defense is firing on all cylinders. Again, I understand that we played an Atlanta Falcons team that is completely decimated. They have no direction. But they did what they needed to do. They took care of business. They won the game twenty-five to nothing. And they just completely. There was no. There was never a doubt in that football game, and that's what really, really good football teams do. Now, if you again, there are tops the AFC East. Buffalo is reeling. I'll be interested to see how they respond on Thursday night, and I'll, I'll be tuned tuned in, dialed in Thursday at eight twenty. I mean, I'll have a full, full belly. I'll probably have a few adult beverages. Mm. And at 820, mm. I will be dialed in to the Buffalo Bills. But right now, I mean, how how do you how, – how can you question what they're doing right now? How do you question, like, what Bill Belichick is doing, what Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback is doing? They are – I feel like they're connected and – you know they're absolutely they're rolling right now and uh, clicking. We're we're in week twelve X, and I know like the cream will always rise to the top, but right now they have to be in the top two or three teams in the AFC and have a as good a shot as anybody um, to win to to go to the Super Bowl. There I said it to go Woo! to you said the it. Super Bowl. And I was listening to WEI today. Uh, Tommy Curran was on uh, Gresham Keefe. You, we were listening to that on the way back from uh, from our trip to uh, FedEx. And, you know, one of the things he said is, like, if you have to get – I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, uh, so I don't know exactly how he said it, but if you have to get um, 1,000 miles on a tank of gas, the team that you trust, the team that is most dependable, the team that is, like, the most consistent throughout the years is the New England Patriots. It's the New England Patriots. Patriots. It's a Bill Belichick co- coach team. They have, they're, they're right where they want to be. They play Tennessee on Sunday, and that's also going to be a, a great game. And and to see how Tennessee bounces back from their loss against Houston. End of the day, the AFC is up for grabs. Do you really want to play New England? I don't think so. Yeah, it's funny you say cream rises to the top, and and usually by Thanksgiving, right? We have an idea of who's going to go to the playoffs, who's the team to beat right now. I have no idea what's going on right now. There's no – you can't predict this year. This is one of the weirdest years I've ever seen in the NFL. Just like you said, Titans lose to the Texans. I mean, they're, they're, we can go through the upsets. It's unbelievable. Bills lose to Jacksonville. 
Um, <laughs> you could say Washington beats Tampa. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, a lot of these teams are just, it's like no one wants to take the lead here. It's like everyone's like, your turn, you go. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. And it seems like, I guess, if you have a, if, whoever's taking the lead right now, I guess you could say it's the New England Patriots because they are the most consistent, at least of late. What, they they won four in a row? I believe it's four in a row. Yeah. I'm not a math guy. I need to check it out. I know you're a math guy. but Listen, like, you run this podcast, man. <laughs> I'm not. You got, I, you I, got no, to have I, I stats. know that. You got to know I this stuff. I should know that. I'm sorry. But you, you look at the NFC right now, and you're looking at, like, you know, we talked about cream rising to the crop. Cream rising to the top. You have the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Car- Jeremy, Jeremy's Cardinals, the Rams, uh, the Niners. The Niners look really good, right? Yes, they do. The yeah, Niners look tough. The Packers, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, the Saints, eh, the Panthers. Eh. But, like, I, I just gave you six teams right there that I wouldn't be surprised if they, they're they headed to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFC Championship game, like, yeah. It's crazy right now. It is crazy, and yeah. it's fun. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard right now because we've seen a Cardinals team the last three weeks without Kyler Murray, um, but Colt McCoy is two and one on that team. So yeah, we know they have a dang good defense. But people are kind of, you know, forgetting about them temporarily just because, you know, no Kyler Murray and you don't. They don't have their full arsenal of weapons. Hopkins out. I, I, I mean, if you were to gun to my head right now, I'd say, uh, I'd say the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC just because they seem to be the most complete team. They have Aaron oh, Rodgers. Um, they lost a they lost a division game, which I predicted they'd actually lose to the Vikings. That's, that's you know, in Minnesota. That's time. Vikings are a pretty good team this year, too. That's another one, you know, you got to mention, too. You got to, if you're going to put in the top seven, they, they would, them in San Francisco could be dangerous. Um, and one of those guys, I guarantee, is going to be, I can't, I can't guarantee, but pretty certain that they're going to be one of the wild card spots. If they keep playing like they're playing, who the heck knows? Because it keeps changing. I mean, everyone you think is dominant, all of a sudden it stops. Like, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs look like they're, 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 the season is completely unraveling. They can't figure it out offensively. They're the last team in defense, worse than the, when the Washington football team in defense. And all of a sudden, I think the last five weeks, they're like, Ranked number one in defense. I mean, you saw them against the Cowboys. If you watch that game, they're, I mean, they were all over the field. They look like Tampa with their speed and the linebackers, Chris Jones. Um, and also now, Kansas City's are like, oh, they're back. But I mean, <laughs> that could change like next week. Uh, it's crazy right now. But, uh, this is why the NFL is great, though. All the parody, all the changing. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Even Washington, they were out. They were, they were, we were just going to start talking all Dan Snyder, things off the field. And now, they're one game out of the last wild card spot, huh? You know the NFL is amazing, isn't it? Oh, it really is. I just it's, love it. it. You know. well, I love it now. <laughs> you gotta love it. You you didn't like it a few weeks ago. Oh, I hated it. The competitive part of our season is over with. Uh, I I it I 100. I have go the back text. The receipts. You can go. I back, have the receipts. Go on the podcast. I million percent. I will. I will face up to my demons. I. I thought it was. I thought there's no chance that. Uh, I thought that the season was going to come down to how Ron Rivera kept this about football and not about all the other crap that's going on in this organization. Well, he's doing that, and he happens to be playing pretty damn good right now. The Washington football team is playing well, and uh, you know, like X, like you know. So let me ask you this, X, and you're one game out of a playoff spot. What? What do you have? What direction do you have to do? What What do you have to do to to get in that sixth, seventh seed? You know, who? I mean, again, who knows? Does Dallas come back to the field? Like tomorrow will be fascinating for the Cowboys too. 
against Las yeah. Vegas. I mean, I don't, do you trust Las Vegas? Uh, eh, they're a reeling goes. team. They're, that's, they're our a reeling team. that's our next week's opponent. Is, da- uh, Dal- Dallas is not 100%. They are... Uh, they are they are decimated right now by some injuries, but again, like and you and you said it, like are they decimated though? No, they're not. I think they're ninety eight percent full deck. I think there was a couple pieces. So um, and football I is a battle know. of attrition. And if you're a really good team, you figure out how to get through it. And so you're a Washington football team. Where are we at? Where? How do we get that six and seven seat? I, I said we. How do you? Well, I can tell you. I mean, X. How do you get that six seven seat? What I'll are you gonna you, do? I'll give you first. I'll give you the tangible non-debatable math that I figured out of how they get it. Well, it's it's simple. Actually by I figured out by Monday at 11:30 at night, they could actually be in the wild in the wild card playoff spot. Believe that? They could actually if they Do win, some math for me. Yeah, so if if on on uh, you're not going to like this first one, but if on Thursday night New Orleans loses, I know you don't want that, but I do. Philly loses. Now they're playing the Giants and we there that's a whole another different story. <laughs> the Giants are a mess. And Carolina plays at Miami. They lose, and Washington beats a reeling Seattle team. Um, they're in that. They're in that wild card spot. Um, I'm gonna go. Low. That, is, that is not a crazy scenario, by the way. No, that's that, that's not like not nuts. at all. No, that's not outlandish. And we're we still have you know we still have a lot and of. And X usually can go. get nuts. Yeah, we have seven you weeks can get to go. Real nuts. Seven games to go. I mean, that's that's not. We're talking about seven games to go. I mean, that's pretty. They're in a pretty. It's amazing that we're actually talking about this right now. Um, I'm going to go a step further. <laughs> I don't want to really focus on this too much, but it's always in the, it's in the back of my mind. I keep reminding uh, Cowboy Jer that if, if Dallas does lose to the Raiders this week and Washington beats Seattle, and so let's say, okay, so let's say the Washington wins the next two games. They have the Raiders and they have Seattle. And Dallas loses one. And let's say, let's say it's this Thanksgiving uh, game against the Raiders. Well, Washington will control their own destiny in the NFC East. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? What the heck? But, okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Right now, I mean, really, the the defense is playing better. They're playing better on all facets. Antonio Gibson's running like a madman. Um, McLaurin's unbelievable. But Taylor, mother effing Heineke, man. I don't know. Like, I know he's a, that mo- new movie's coming out about uh, Kurt Warner, right? The um, God, yes, in the I don't know the name of it, but yeah. I mean everybody who like knows about football knows that about the Kurt. Yeah, Warner it's like story. the underdog. Something about the under underdog. Now, here's a difference between Taylor Heineke and um, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was a star in the Arena League. Um, Heineke's been here for five years, overlooked by everyone. He was a backup in the XFL. I mean, this would be. I, I'm. I don't want to make. You just want he. You just want him to be. The guy, because he's just he he is he's just the, the I don't know if his style of play, his will to win, his competitiveness, his moxie, um, the fact that he is a true underdog. It says you just want this to work. And the last couple weeks, it, he looks to me like a franchise quarterback. And whether he's a franchise quarterback or not, whether he makes it, I know it's a big debate right now. There's one person I tweet this out. There's one person that knows that he's a franchise quarterback and believes it 100%. That's Taylor Heineke. I mean, there is not a doubt in his mind when he gets out there that he is the guy. He, the, You know he had the highest QBR of any quarterback last week, 92.5? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that, and okay. against, a, against a number two defense in the NFL, moving the ball up and down the field. Um, you know, I always said he's the opposite guy who's in the layup line doing, you know, dunking the ball at the YMCA. Like, if I was picking a team, you know, I, I'd pick Taylor Heineke first 
and if I was at a pickup game at the YMCA and someone would be like, why'd you pick that short white dude first? I'd be like, we got Taylor Heineke. That's Taylor Heineke. We're about to kick your all's ass. You have no idea. <laughs> like, he's just a guy you want on your side because he gives you, like, everyone in the locker room, everyone in the coaching staff knows that he gives you a chance to win. Every time he's out there, he gives you a chance to win. With all the losses that the Washington's had this year, there have been some bad losses. It hasn't been he, – he doesn't get the biggest slice of the blame. I mean, it's mostly the defense, but he never got, has gotten the biggest slice of the blame. But the games that they've won, we, we, no way we would have won without Taylor Heineke. He's the reason why we won those games. I mean, what else can you say about a quarterback? I don't know. He's a, he's a, he's a noodle arm, I know. Is he not accurately, consistently? Does he make some mistakes? Yeah, he does. But sometimes he's out there and he looks like Brett Favre. And I'm sorry. I'm, that might seem like a gross uh, – not, not a comp, but it really is. He's – He's such a competitor. No fear. He's a winner. He's the definition of having all the intangibles you need to have a quarterback. Now, everything the team's done, all the actions they've taken, it'll tell you that they don't believe he's a franchise quarterback. Until now, that could have changed. I mean, but, you know, they went hard after Matt Stafford, right? Um, you know, they they, uh, they inquired with a lot of other quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Um, there's actually a rumor that they were going, they were interested in Mitch Trubisky at the trade deadline. I mean, my God, Mitch oh my Trubisky. Oh, God, Mitch Trubisky. Jeez. Um, Good and Lord. they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. So have they changed their minds? I'm really I, – I bet there's some conflict now in that, in that coaching room. <laughs> so, X, we were going to do this, and uh, we, we were going to do good vibe, bad vibe. And one of the questions tonight, so good vibe, bad vibe segment, X is already – he's into it. He's – my question oh, is – I mean, we, I already know the answer to this question. Good vibe, bad vibe. Is Taylor Heineke a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL? Is is he in the top uh, half of the league? I'm revving up right now. I want to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. He can be. And if you don't think that he can be, and you don't think there's a chance that he can be a franchise quarterback, well, you got to watch these games. Watch the last two games. That's all I got to say. Um, does he do some things? Again, does he do some things that you might think he's not a franchise quarterback? I mean, I could say the uh, – I'm hearing the same thing that people say about Mac Jones, like, oh, he doesn't have, you know, the arm or the or, or this and that. He throws he throws receivers open. Did I say that to you on the way home? You he, love saying, th- yes, you did. Heineke does and that too. He throw he just sees he, he sees the field. I mean, the I know that to Ron Rivera, leadership is really really important. I know that the intangible stuff is really important, um, and that whole locker room has bought in to Taylor Heineke. I don't know what else you need. I, you know what? I'm going to say yes. I think he could be a top half of the league starter. I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I mean, he I, he's middle of the pack. But, again, you know, you look at the league. Like, you know, if we do the old Francesa and Mike and the Mad Dog routine, and you go through the league, you go Pats, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Chiefs. Char- I mean, you know, in the NFC right now, and in the, in the whole NFL, it, it really has to do with, like, how – your the, the football team responds to their quarterback. And it looks like the optics seem they respond to him really, really, really well. And they want to play for him. They want to win. Yeah, I mean, obviously they want to win. But they want to – you could see that they uh, – and he understands their offense. He understands what they're going to do. And, like, you know, I mean, Baker Mayfield, you know, look at the Steelers, Roethlisberger. He's – I mean uh, – He played near perfect Colts, last week. Carson Wentz is playing good football. Um, the Texans, no. Jack, like Trevor Lawrence, the rookie. The other rookie besides Mac Jones, no. You look at these other teams. He's right there, X. I just and, don't and I'm not know, trying like, to gas you up either. I'm like, this is this is completely objective. Not really. I mean, 
Yeah. Well, you should have I mean, real. Like, seriously, like you look at the teams. It's objective. Let's say you go into the draft and you go you go after a quarterback, you know, in the top round. You really don't know if the you you know like you know the the measurables. You know. Um, the arm strength, the accuracy, they'll go through progressions, but you don't that that it factor. Like you don't know until you get that quarterback in an NFL game that they have the uh, intangibles, the leadership, the uh, the competitiveness, the the will to win, to keep you into every single game. I, like we just have something here that I feel like Washington has just made those mistakes in the past and haven't realized what they've had. We haven't had a quarterback that's done this since Kirk Cousins. I mean, we took down. The number nine defense in Tampa, and and you don't run the ball against Tampa. We did. That's a whole different story. We run the ball very well. Offensive line is probably the most underrated part of our team right now, the way they're playing. And by the way, we're playing a lot better defense without our um, our two star defensive ends. But that's a that's a different story for a different day. But yeah, I mean Taylor Heineke. It just seems like uh, it's easy, easy got to fall in love with. If this does work out, <laughs> this should be the greatest quarterback story in NFL history. And it's not even, I mean, Kurt Warner's not even, it's not even a debate. Are we going to see a movie about Terrell Heineke? Be a good movie. Would you, wa- you'd watch we it. We got a little while ago. <laughs> you would watch that movie? Yeah. Right now, no, but I would, yeah. thousand times. I would play it on, I would just play the movie on the podcast and that would be the podcast. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Taylor Heineke movie. Yeah. Good times. I mean, and we were, so I mentioned all the injuries with the, with uh, the Washington football team. You know, they're out, they have their, both their, their uh, starting tie ends out. Two of their top three receivers are out. A couple linemen. On the offensive line and their two-star defensive ends. Then you have the Cowboys who are out um, with Amari Cooper was out for the game. Um, and then you had Lamb out for one-third of the game. And that's all you hear from Cowboys is, oh, they're dead. You, did, you know, we were out with Amari. We didn't have CeeDee Lamb. I mean, my God, can the Cowboys – maybe they can't handle adversity. I mean, this fan base just seems like a weak-minded fan base to me. Maybe I'm hearing from the fans. So here, but- here's the thing, and, and this is completely random, but like – to me, that speaks, and I and there's a theme on this podcast that I've talked about, that speaks to the leadership of Ron Rivera, and it speaks to, like, the coaching and the leadership of Mike McCarthy from the Cowboys. Like, you know. He stinks. Go, he's terrible. Uh, you res- hear me, um, Cowboy Jer? He stinks. Mike McCarthy is an awful football coach. We're coming for you, and Cowboy Jer. And the reason Jer. why they will be eliminated in either the wild card round or the divisional round is because Mike McCarthy, and the reason why terrible the, the time Washington man, terrible football clock team, management, terrible clock management, and the reason why the Washington football team will have a chance at making the playoffs is because you have a leader in Ron Rivera, and like people like can say like all they want about like oh he's you know he's an elite coach whatever, I'll tell you what the the whatever organization has him the the Panthers before and they respect him, he he is a terrific guy. And he's, you know, he's overcome cancer and, and guys play for him. They play for him. And you're seeing it right now. And you're seeing it with like, again, like the two top defensive ends in the league or, or in, on, on, yeah, in, the NFC, in the NFC East are not playing. They adjust. They keep, that's coaching right there. That's, yeah. the, that's the NFL. It's a battle of attrition. That's what you have to do. It's interesting you say that because, yeah, Ron Rivera's teams always play better at the end of the year and he's – you know he's it, it, you know the it's a tribute to him the way player reaction and the players speak of him. And I'm talking like former players in Carolina the way they speak about him, um, and current players. I mean he's the best guy we've had here in a while. He's definitely not an elite coach, um, but he's <laughs> he's he's way better than anyone I think we could get to come here. I mean I'm really I was I remember when we got Ron Rivera. I'm like whoa why the heck is he coming here? I'm surprised. I mean our the coaching staff we have right now, Jack Del Rio, uh, Ron Rivera, and. Uh, 
Scott Turner. If this, if this, by the way, real quick, jumping back, if this does work out with Taylor Heineke, there's only one person in the NFL that believed in Taylor Heineke, and that was Scott Turner. Uh, I'm not saying he's his dad, but he that's he would get 100% credit for that. But, yeah, Ron Rivera, he's a good man, kind of the opposite of his boss. Uh, and teams just play better at the end of the year. They play for him. You're, you're, that's what it comes down with Ron Rivera. They, they, he gets so much respect from his players. Um, and I think in the coaching staffs in, the, in that in that room, in that film room, uh, yeah, he's uh, he gives me confidence. That's for sure. So another good vibe, bad vibe, and I think you've already answered it. The good vibe, bad vibe. The Washington football team is now a legitimate playoff team. Um, I'm gonna say not yet, okay. but I'm All gonna right. say the way it plant, the way it. it uh, but you know, that's the then. There's two different conversations. There's the there's the the realistic conversation we're having right now. No, they're not yet. And then there's my conversations, which is we're in it. And you know, I mean, the schedule might be a little favorable. I mean, at the beginning of the year, this game, Seattle, Monday night, that I, I chalked that up as a loss. You know, the beginning of the year, or that's going to be the tough one. Seattle, Seattle awful is awful right now. They are really not good right they now. Are, I don't know what's going on, Seattle. I mean, we don't know yeah. enough. To like, and then the we don't do Seattle podcast, but no. They, but they then, look the, awful. then next next game's the Raiders. Then you have Cowboys, Philly, Cowboys, Philly, Giants. You know, and then you have the five division games in the, in a row. So they're gonna they're gonna have a shot here to make this fun at the end of the year. Um, good vibe, bad vibe. Are the Seattle Seahawks dead? Is the is the Pete Carroll Russell Wilson era coming to a complete end? Yes, it is over. I think Pete Carroll has. Uh, Overstate his welcome is is, is a, not a good way to put it, but like I think the Seahawks are they need to go in a different direction. Well, I forgot we have to both answer good vibe bad vibe, so I'll give you a chance with uh, with Washington. But listen to this crazy stat: last fifteen <laughs> games, I have some stats. Some stats. Stat: last fifteen games, Russell Wilson's uh, started in, um, so almost three hundred sixty-five days. You know, we're talking a full year almost. Um, he's averaged two hundred fifteen yards per game. And 1.4 touchdowns. That's at the bottom of the league. I think that's down with like uh, Sam Darnold. That's down with, uh, you know, the not the Sam not Sam Darnold. Yeah, like he not sucks. not very good uh, performing quarterbacks. And then you Russell Wilson, really? He was concerned with the elite quarterbacks. This is, I think, I'm gonna say good vibe. There's something wrong with Seattle. Um, so this is an opportunity for Washington. Um, but again, and Seattle wins by three touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised either because NFL is so crazy. But good vibe, bad vibe. Is Washington now a legitimate playoff team? I believe there are because of the reasons you just stated. Because gassing of, me be, up again, be, no, everybody. I'm, I'm not gassing you up because the the schedule and so again, like in things can change and and things are so fluid with like the, uh, the like from from a week to week thing with the NFL. But like I believe that they are a team. They can they can make a playoff run. I mean, they could they could they can make it to the playoffs. Do they make a playoff run? That, that's another podcast for another day. But you look I can't at the believe we're talking about Washington <laughs> potentially being on a playoff run. You said good vibe. That's good, uh, good vibe. Good vibe. It is good vibe. It is. So switching gears here. God, this is awesome. I know you. I love you're this so right now. So excited. <laughs> so, I, hey, I, I'm objective. I'm objective. I'm back. <laughs> X uh, is back. Right. Oh my. God. Let's keep going. Goodbye, bad vibe. This is my favorite part of any podcast. AFC runs through Foxborough, Massachusetts. Good vibe, bad vibe. X, your thoughts. Good vibe. Patriots are the most consistent team right now. They're the scariest team defensively, and they're operating on a a very high octane. Um, You know, offensively, you know, running the ball, they're just, they're, they're tough to, they're playing smart 
This is like 80s football they're playing right now. It's, it's actually fun to watch them. I watched that Atlanta game. Right now, I mean, things could change, but I would say yes. It's a good. It sounds like a good vibe from you. Good vibe. <laughs> you, I have like the the bestest vibe, the, the great, <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing vibe you can ever have. And uh, you, you saw my post. Congratulations to the 2021 AFC East champion. Yeah, but you do that every year. I, I do. I do. But yeah, but usually but you're right. <laughs> usually I'm right. Yeah. And first Tom Bradyless uh, year that so you're probably going to be right. I'm going to be completely honest. I I really. The team that would scare me the most in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs because I feel like they're kind of like figuring some things out. And, you know, that win against Dallas, it wasn't a signature type win. Like It wasn't like the, the win where like Mahomes throws for 700 yards and Tyreek Hill and their offense is just purring and clicking. But, you know, I think they did a good job defensively against Dallas and, you know, I think they they can win games a little bit differently. I still don't trust Kansas City in terms of how they run the football. And I still think they're a little out of sync. But other yeah. than Kansas City, the Chargers scare me a little bit. Uh, the Bills, I feel like, are cooked. The New England Patriots are your team. And here's the thing. You know, and I, looking at their offense, looking at Mac Jones, like they have a rookie quarterback. I understand that, X. But... So I was looking at a video of of Bill Belichick in the locker room with the with the Patriots after the Browns win. And he was talking about like we're on to Atlanta, but like enjoy this win and you know, but like we got to still focus because we play on Thursday night blah blah blah. This was a, obviously a week and a half ago. And Mac Jones was so giddy that he was talking about Atlanta. It's almost like Cleveland the win against Cleveland didn't even exist. That's how locked in that guy is. Yeah. I mean, the fact that like people missed on him is, is absolutely astonishing because he it, it, he looked like a kid in a candy store. He's like talking about Atlanta. Like the Browns game didn't happen. He is focused, and I guarantee right now they are focused on Tennessee. Tennessee is is extremely well coached. Mike Vrabel is uh is is a very good football coach, and I'll see it'll be interesting to see how they respond against their loss to the Houston. But I see the the Patriots winning on Sunday, and then it's showtime with Buffalo. I think I believe next Monday night in in a showdown that will determine like I believe determine big time the AFC East. So again, huge game, huge game, and I I just love the way they're playing right now. I love their defense. They're all over the ball. Matthew Judon. J.C. Jackson, Christian Barmore, like they are just cooking at a very, very high level. They they run the football, they spread the ball out with their tight ends, their wide receivers. You're watching a vintage New England Patriots football team. And Judon's one of my favorite defensive God, players good. in the NFL. He's so good. Yeah, he's all, all over every play. Kind of reminds me of Devin White, um, so, just in on every single play. And do you really want to play a game in Foxborough in in January in in the AFC like they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender and you know two months ago when we, we did this podcast we were thinking were the what were the Patriots going to do I think I I think I'm going to set eleven and six I this, think you're I'm right gonna, this is this I podcast I said it this podcast saying, has we a, know stuff this is this podcast has the most aggregate 
vibe I think we've ever had. Yes. It's a, it's a total I mean, aggregate I, of the vibe. I am so – It's palpable. I mean, it's palpable. You could taste it. I am so excited about this team. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, I really am. And Yeah, uh, I mean, who who is it? That, I mean, yeah, I guess the Chiefs, but you're right. The Chiefs – they they're they're missing they're, they're there's something not right offensively still about the Chiefs there's no, something not going but their defense like I said is very just well, it's 360 it's it's unbelievable how that that got turned around um, but yeah I, I you know I, my my friend who I tried to get on the podcast tonight but I uh, couldn't make it is a big Chiefs fan you know he was mumbling grumbling the, the whole year but I, I I kept telling him like look the Chiefs have something that is going to keep you in this thing. And he, he just he completely dismissed it. But I'm like, you guys have championship pedigree. Championship pedigree is is enough. Even those games they were like barely beating the Giants and they didn't look good. But they you know they beat Washington, kind of looking sloppy, turned the ball over three times. But teams with championship pedigree find a way to win those games when they're slumping, when everything's not working perfectly, everything's not clicking, it doesn't look good on TV. But they just they just have more. They they understand because they've been there. You know, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, all those guys. Um, you know, there's something about that team that would scare me, too, because they have championship pedigree. They do. They're, they're a team. They remind me of, like, Washington when they uh, when they were, like, you know, after their Super Bowl runs. But like, Gibbs still coached teams when they weren't going to the Super Bowl. I, I but love, they're a tough out. I love when you do But this. even, like, the Giants teams back then. Yeah, yes. I always have to go back to the 80s because that's really all I have <laughs> as a reference. But that's the thing. They have that pedigree, man, and they're, the Chiefs could be something, but – Everyone else, I have no idea. Titans, I have no idea. Ravens, I have no idea. Bills, I have no idea. Um, so I could see why we're saying the Patriots are the most solid right now. All right. Again, shifting gears. And uh, we alluded to this earlier. And this is the segment I think there's there's a there's a young man, middle-aged man now, that it was, is, is probably going to be fascinated by, like, our answers and how we respond to this. Because hmm. he, he said it. We, had, we He said it in a text. Good vibe, bad vibe. Are the Dallas Cowboys a paper tiger? I'm going to say no. Um, I want them to be a paper tiger, but I do think there's something about them not being able to handle any type of adversity. Um, I think it comes down to what you said. Maybe it's the the way they're coached. You know, um, I mean, Dak. Uh, uh, when when thing when they get down, they're not impressive. I mean, it's almost like. They have the opposite of championship pedigree. They have the what I call my team, the aura of self-destruction. And that's why I even said that Dallas, uh, you know, it just didn't seem right that they were looking almost perfect at the beginning of the season. That's not the Dallas Cowboys I know. Now we're starting to see some things, but it all comes down to, like, they can't, I mean, I mean, Dak was under siege. I mean, that defense was fast, but it just seems like any little bit of adversity, they get down early. They just don't seem like they, they seem like they have the opposite of championship pedigree. So... Paper Tiger, no. They're, I mean, they're talented. They're probably the most talented, one of the most talented teams in the NFL, um, and they're they could still gonna, they're still going to win some games. Um, but I, I sense weakness. You sense. And I'm hoping I could just pounce on that when I go to FedEx Field with Cowboy Jeremy, um, December twelfth. You should lie, You should bring the bring this stuff and like do just do a podcast with Jeremy. Just oh, do God. it like, in the parking lot. I think, stuff, I think there's going to be some violations. Scream. We might get taken down. Yeah. <laughs> you may not get in the game. <laughs> we may not get in the game anyways. Yeah, that's, those tailgates get pretty ferocious. So I, I, would, I would say bad vibe too. I think the Cowboys are a team right now that are reeling. That, and we've said that a lot about reeling. It's a roar, reeling. They're reeling. However. I think they have a get-right game coming up Thanksgiving. 
Yes, get right game. And, you know, Dak Prescott, I believe, is a fantastic quarterback. And the leadership from a coaching perspective is questionable. But there's a lot of talent on that team. They still have a big lead in the division. And you win tomorrow uh, at, what, 425, 430. You're back on track. So get healthy. The Dallas Cowboys will be right there. And uh, as much as I hate to say, I, I don't think they are a paper tiger. I think they are a legitimate contender in the NFC, and I, I believe they will get it right. If they do, if they do lose, I don't want to hear from Cowboy Jeremy or any other Cowboys fan about injuries. No, you're right. Everybody has injuries. Everybody deals with injuries. It's it's the way of the NFL. It's it is a con- constant thing you have to deal with. Mm. So suck it, up. you weak-minded fan base. Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Cowboys. <laughs> that's, that's Cowboys where, fans are weak. Here's, here's some passion in minded. my voice there. All right, so last thing, last good vibe, bad vibe. X. This is kind of completely off base, but have you? Do you watch the Manning cast X? I am not. I've seen like the you know some excerpts like when I watch ESPN in the morning, and I actually think. Uh, Eli Manning's pretty funny. Like he has this. I, I, Peyton Manning's awesome. Like a good, you know, he's a, he's great on the camera. He's a funny guy. You see him in all the commercials, of course. But Eli Manning, I thought eh, he's, he never really had a personality. He's this dry sense of humor. That's actually his analysis is pretty good. He's pretty funny. But I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched it enough to get an opinion. I mean, I I, I almost it's almost like uh, when I watched it a little bit, it was like two guys. I wasn't really getting much out of it. it was two guys just basically. Uh, you know, watching TV and talking. It's like you and me, you know, watching TV and talking. But I want to hear, like, the analysis. I want to hear a, a play-by-play kind of thing. So I, I like to listen to the live broadcast. But um, I'm hearing good things about it, I guess. Good I vibe, bad vibe. I, Manning Cass on Monday Night Football is really good. Again, I, I per, I'm with you, X. I prefer – I want to hear the old-school analysis. I want to, like – I want to hear Pat Summerall and John Madden. Because I, I feel hear. like the football game is, like, in the background. I don't like that. I, 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 that's not saying what what they're doing is not funny. It's not like they're they're giving you quite a bit. Like this past week uh, with the Giants game in Tampa Bay, when Julian Edelman, Edelman was on there and he was giving a he was doing an impression of Brady and Gronk, that to me was just like gold. It was, ha- it was, oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> like Gronk was talking to Brady, and 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 Peyton Manning asked him like, "Hey, Julian, what are they saying?" Like, and Julian Edelman was like. <laughs> doing an impression of Gronk, like hey baby, and like they they call each other baby, like I mean that's I, hot. I, I could have been open there, blah blah blah, and and Brady's like, dude, you're doing great, man. It's all good, and, and it was just absolute <laughs> gold. But again, that's when the game was, it was over. It was thirty to ten. The Patriots, the, I'm mean, the Patriots. Patriots. The Tampa Bay Bucks were winning. I was up that late, by the way. I was I was up watching the game. I don't know why I was. You're like anyway, the, you're, you're you're you sound like the guy with the with the uh, Tom Brady Patriots jerseys on during the Temple. Washington I was not game. that guy. No, I'm no. just kidding. No, you're not that guy. <laughs> I was not that guy. He wore a we, Mac we, Jones jersey. We can so talk about all that our guy. fans out there. know he wore a Mac Jones jersey. But um, I I just love that segment. But again, like if it was a close, tight game. I don't want to deal with that. I want to like shut Manning cast off, and I want to like I want to hear the actual announcers. Yeah, well, hear Nance the game. Romo, Buck Aikman, Kevin Harlan, like yeah. into a game. I, that's what I want to hear. Schlereth. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know what fans would appeal to Manning cast, but I do understand 
how you could enjoy listening to the, those two because they're funny. They're talented. They're funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the guests that they have on are, are really, really good. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, my wife is obviously paging her phone right now, and she lost it. That's where that dinging <laughs> is in the background. Um, but yeah, you know it's fun. I like I like I'm sort of like Mark Schlereth a little bit. He does these like he does a lot of Washington games because our games are never that big. So he's kind of like the uh, the low <laughs> the low, on the low end games. But I ain't eagle. But during that Tampa Washington game, I watched that last drive, and he was like, and there he just said something. Of course, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have exact quote, but he said, uh, you know the. Washington wants to keep picking up those third, those third, uh, third downs, second downs, converting, uh, getting those first downs because they, they panned to Tom Brady because the boogeyman is waiting. <laughs> it's just Tom Brady throwing the ball. Because he's just laughing like the boogeyman. You know, he's kind of good. I was like, that's pretty funny. That's a pretty good one. But yeah, no, I, I, I haven't watched it enough to have an opinion on that. All right, so good vibe, bad vibe. Uh, we're gonna say like kind of good vibe with the Manning cast, but listen. Um, we are. It's Thanksgiving Eve, X, and tomorrow's Turkey Day. Are you trying to end this podcast? No, no, right now? I, no, no, no. It sounds like I you're concluding the podcast. I want this I to go all night. It. I know you do. I know you. You said a lot about your Washington football team. Yeah. I believe I've said a lot about my New England Patriots. Yes. And tomorrow is is a is a great. I I love Thanksgiving. Do you? I mean. I just love it. Best, it's the well, it's the best. You know, there's the best holiday of the year for, for maybe it's just. It for, really is for God. I mean, listen, you don't have to worry about. It. There's no stress in buying presents, which is uh, you know completely I'm overrated. Starting to, starting to feel that right now. I mean, I have my in, in the span of two months, I have my anniversary, my wife's birthday, and Christmas, and my daughter's birthday. It makes me want to throw up. I get so stressed out. Thanksgiving, you eat. You fall, you go, you fall asleep on the couch with football on in the you background. Watch I mean, my God, it doesn't get any better than that. Having the three games too is amazing. Isn't it like sweating just all the food you ate? Oh, I mean, I'm going off script right now. Weird smell coming from your. Do we gotta loins. get rid? Do the Lions just gotta go away on Thanksgiving? Do we like they started it all? I understand that, but like, do we get rid of the Lions on Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's a good question. What, I mean, what I hate. What are, what are, I, what are, I'm are we doing with the Lions? I am a traditionalist. I hate change. I hate change. So I like it. I, ever since I was a kid, it's been the Lions and Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So that that side of me says no, but God, they're just. By the way, they're winning on. Uh, they're winning tomorrow. They're gonna, Whoa! They're gonna win their first game. You have heard, you heard it, it here first. Here. first. X uh, X factor. So they are prediction. winning. So they're, they're, obviously the Bears must be favored. Bears are favored. If by you're three a and betting half. person, like you go on all the betting sites, you can bet anywhere now. X has said it. Put yes. all your money on the Lions. Yeah. Lions tomorrow. It's <laughs> what a what a what a riveting game. Lions and Bears. Jeez, I bet everyone's looking forward to that one. But Lions win. It's gonna be great. There's a ding. Yeah, that's a ding. There's yeah, a ding. We got dings. My Lions, wife's phone's down here. She's panicking. I mean, I haven't seen my wife without her phone in about you know a decade. So this is this is gonna be tough. Um, yeah. So what, what uh, I'm also gonna talk. Oh, so last time I did. A, I I think there's a segment we should do nostalgic X because X is very nostalgic. And uh, last time I did the, I, I, there's a 30 year anniversary of the Washington Redskins 91 Super Bowl. Um, but this is, a, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because this is a historic, this is a historic week 30 years ago where. Talk to me. The Redskins, 11 and 0. I mean, they're just obliterating teams. They're on a run like the 85 Bears at this time. And you're in the biggest story around the league. That's right, gentlemen. The biggest story around the NFL was are the Redskins going to go undefeated? The, I can't believe the Redskins were ever the biggest story in the that was NFL. 91? Seems weird. 91. Um, and then Jimmy Johnson's Dallas Cowboys came to RFK. And this is really the first year of the Jimmy Johnson dynasty teams where they were a playoff team. They were hot. I think they were, uh, you know, they were, they were vying for a wild card spot at the time. 
Um, and they were a really competitive team. Washington was a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. And Jimmy Johnson came into this game, I mean, trying everything. There's an onside kick. There was, he went for three fourth downs, um, three fourth down attempts in the first half. One of them, including right before the half, a Hail Mary by Troy Aikman that was completed with time expiring to Alvin Harper to take the lead. In the process of this game, actually, Aikman got knocked out with a leg injury, and I forgot. I think Steve Berline. If I, I looked that up, with Steve w, if I got that right, Berline. I have no idea. I think that was Steve Berline came in and won the game. This is ninety one. Ninety one came in and won the game. It was the first of a of a five game winning streak for Dallas, which included a win in a wild card round at Soldier Field against Chicago, and then the, the following week they lost in the divisional round to Detroit. And if they won that game, Dallas was coming to RFK again. For the NFC Championship wait game. Wait a minute. Wait, did Detroit play the Redskins in the a- NFC, NFC Championship yes. game? Holy yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, crazy, right? Barry Sanders came to RFK? Barry Sanders came to RFK. Wow. What, what's crazy about this game, and Steve Berline, by the way, went on this run, too. And the, the Cowboys were 11-5. and five. I, I, lo- I love this stuff. <laughs> but I did not love this game. Jimmy Johnson still cites this win as the most important win in the Cowboys franchise because it was kind of a dethroning of the king, right? Like they, they, Jimmy Johnson would get up on the, on the podium and always say, like, we got to beat the Redskins in their house in order to be a legitimate team. And so, actually, and then the second biggest game, he always says, was the next year, which was the first year of the Cowboys Super Bowl. They came to RFK again, and they said, we got to beat the Redskins two times in a row in RFK in order to be a legitimate team. And the Redskins actually beat them on, like, a fluke Troy Aikman sack in the end zone fumble touchdown for the Redskins. Um, but this was devastating because Washington – I mean, it's a devastating game in the rivalry because Washington would have probably gone undefeated. They would have been in the, been the first team that went undefeated in a 16-game uh, season. They were 14-2 and two that year. Yeah, right? but the last game was against the Eagles. They rested every single player. Wow. And they only lost by like three. I mean, Honest, I don't think, honestly, yeah. X, I did not know that. I forgot about that, but that is some good. Don't you forget <laughs> about me. <laughs> All so right, that's quick, it. X, Nostalgia X, X, it's over. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Ooh. Tradition, like, what? What is it? God, like, what I do you like? What do you like? I love stuffing. It looks oh. like a, a hearty stuffing. Sometimes I like it with cranberries in there. Sometimes with sausage. You know, I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so I you eat vegetarian eat sauce sausage. sometimes. But I'll eat the, you know, if it's some good sausage, I'll eat it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but yeah, there's. I mean, I love the stuffing, man. Jeez, I mean, I just love just gorging on. Everything. I mean, I always go for thirds and fourths, and by the end, I'm just burping and sweating and watching football. I mean, it's come, I love Thanksgiving. I'm so excited for tomorrow. You know what I love? I love when, like— How about you? I love just combining everything on my plate, like cut up some turkey, some stuffing. A smorgasbord some, of calories. Some green bean casserole, some mashed potatoes, some uh, whatever they can—peas and corn. And yeah. I, I, know, I know Matthew Judon is not a big mac and cheese guy. I don't know if you saw that. But uh, do you have Matt? Do you have Matt? <laughs> I, I wasn't on the um, Patriots grocery shopping podcast. So Matthew Judon had an interview where they were talking about like Thanksgiving sides, and yeah. he was not a fan of mac and cheese. I'm My like, daughter would have a huge fight. Have you had Ma- Have you had mac and cheese on Thanksgiving? Do you, do you do that? I don't remember ever having a mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. I don't think. If I did, I'd put it on my plate. I would combine everything. I'd put gravy on it. Oh, and I would eat it. Oh, oh yeah. I, I would eat oh. it, and it would be so Christian likeies, amazing. Just yeah, yeah. A, you know, a good I think, homemade gravy though. I'm X. trying to remember. Now I got to ask my Jenny. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't come down here. <laughs> I would. I would ask her that. Uh, what she 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 gets Alaskan king crab legs when we go to her parents. I forget if it's tomorrow or if it's Christmas Eve. So. 
Jenny, I apologize if I'm misciting you, but that's a little tradition we started. I think it might be Christmas Eve, actually. Um, but yeah, man, oh, I like cannot. I just like eating everything, like everything. There's nothing that's. I mean, I think the only thing I is there something you don't like on Thanksgiving? I have two things that I don't like. There's only two foods I really don't like in the in the world, really. But they both happen. You, to come you on have Thanksgiving. an eclectic palate, X. Yeah, I you love. Oh, I love food. Palate. I mean, I went last night out. I had a, I had the raw um, seafood platter with like oysters and. And uh, salmon riglet and like uh, the shrimp cocktail, and I had escargot last night. Man, I ate snails, so I eat everything. This, Damn. I, I don't like creamed onions. I can't stand creamed onions, and I cannot stand creamed turnip. Onion? Who 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 eats creamed onions? I uh, I don't know. I used to have my gra- my grandparents used to serve it on Thanksgiving. It used to gross me out. And turnip, I mean, it tastes like my armpits probably <laughs> taste after a, like 18 holes of golf. That's what turnip to me tastes like. I can't stand it. I, I don't want to offend anybody, but for some reason I never I just can't stand turnip. Not a fan of turnip either. Okay, well, hey, look at it. Once again, W and X agree on everything. Like usually we agree on Washington. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't agree on the X cargo. I don't agree on that the crab legs. No, no, no that's I, not. No, no, I didn't not my my, my style. Can you, can you actually good uh, vibe bad vibe because this is a personal thing. Pizza Hut <laughs> well, after the I Pizza Hut was in my top two or three pizzas of all time. Don't <laughs> it's judge. Unbelievable. Hey, no, 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 don't take judge a child's me. pizza and you put it in the top I three pizzas pizza of all time. Hut. But I, I mean, I you know what? Like I'm 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 a 44, 44 year old man right now, and I had Pizza Hut this pet like two weekends ago, and in the, uh, at the game I was completely disappointed. I'm sorry, Pizza Hut. What, what'd you do? Maybe well, we, well, listen, you're not eight. What, what'd you do? You know, I'm not eight. You're not eight years old. I'm not eight. And not, I'm a pizza snob. Listen, I mean, anyone from Connecticut listening to this. Peppies, I love pizza. Like, Worcester Street, New Haven, Peppies, Clam Pie, Sally's, Modern. Modern, yes. Oh, I mean, I that's a pizza. All. And then my boy, my best friend I over here. I love Pizza Hut. Loves Pizza Hut. <laughs> pizza Hut. But I, I, love did, it. I did not this weekend. But you did. You're I, all grown up. You're grown up and you're grown up. Pizza, you need to step up your game. I don't know what you did. I like, I like the, the thick crust, the pan crust. You screwed me. Uh, Damn it. Good vibe, X, bad vibe. Baker Mayfield calling out the fans. You hear that, Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield can go shove it up his whole ass. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, <laughs> that's the best reaction. <laughs> that's that's the I'm... best good vibe, bad vibe response of all time. Seriously, like, Baker Mayfield, can you do something for once? Like, you've been in the league for, what, four or five years? You do all these commercials. You have done shit. Great on those commercials, Like, though. you are in Cleveland. You better step up your game, man. Like, no. Uh, what is he thinking? Yeah, he said some of the I think the fans were booing him, and I think he said he should says, be booed. Anyone who's yes, I he's agree. He's not performing. For anyone who doesn't know, the fans said uh, you know they start booing him, and, and they asked Baker about it in a press conference. He said, "Well, they're probably the same fans that are cheering while we're on offense." I just I I giggled a little bit, but it's like, see, this guy is this is a guy that's coming unraveled right now. And uh, actually, I would actually like him to come to the FedEx Field fan base and talk to them because they gotta they gotta learn how to get loud on first, second, and third down for God's sakes. Don't wait for the microphone to be like. Third down. Then start yelling. Come on, get it while Brady's in the huddle. Start screaming. I was. What was I doing when I, I sc- every screaming. single play? I you screamed. lost your voice. Yeah, I lost my voice. I actually just got it back. We had to delay the podcast because uh, I couldn't talk. But all right, all right, X. What, what we, do we got? What, what are we thankful for? What is the X and W? What are, what are X and Wall W thankful for? Me first. Go ahead. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for, but let's be honest, what I'm thankful for on this podcast is meaningful late November, early December football games. I'm so thankful that I get to get up for these Sundays again. You? I'm thankful for, you know, family and and friends, and I'm thankful that, you know, 
We get to do this. We get to like talk into a microphone and say stuff where we're like five or seven, five to seven people listen to. Like this is amazing. It is amazing. How, how do we how do we get here? I like to get I like the approach of honestly taking the Thanksgiving thankfulness and doing it every single day. I mean, I wake up every single day, I roll over, my wife's still there, she hasn't left me yet. I'm thankful. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, I'm thankful for that. God, I'm thankful. Listen, we are it is a wrap. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Be thankful for everything that you have. Um, the we are episode four, season two, X and W Vibecast. The Washington football team is in a playoff hunt. Let's go! Come on! I love you, Taylor Heineke. The New England Patriots are the atops the AFC East. They are ready to make a move to get it atops the AFC. We are here, X and W. We out. Happy Thanksgiving. Love all you. <laughs> love to eat. I love you. <laughs> Cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey to eat. So good. That clapping's messing my head up, man. I appreciate it. But I was, I was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear.